0: Hello, and welcome to The Refresh from Insider. I'm Carrie Donahue, in for Dave Smith. And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. It's Tuesday, August 2nd, and we're the podcast that updates whenever there's news, all day, every weekday. Here's the latest. A CIA drone strike has killed a mastermind of the 9-11 attack, Al-Qaeda leader Ayman al-Zawahiri. The Biden administration planned the attack for months after learning al-Zawahiri was living in downtown Kabul following the Taliban's return to power. President Biden addressed the nation last night. Justice has been delivered and this terrorist leader is no more. The U.S. says the strike on Saturday evening was so precise, Al-Zawahiri was killed while standing on a balcony, and reportedly no one else in the House died. U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi plans to visit Taiwan today, according to both Taiwanese and U.S. media, but there's no official confirmation yet. The visit would make Pelosi the highest-ranking elected U.S. official to visit Taiwan in more than 25 years. China, which regards Taiwan as a renegade province to be retaken by force if necessary, warned of consequences, saying its military will, quote, never sit idly by if Pelosi pushes ahead with the visit. It's an important week for abortion rights in the U.S. First up, Kansas voters will decide today whether to end the state's constitutional abortion protections. It's the first statewide vote on an abortion ban since the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade in June. Meanwhile, in Michigan, a judge ruled Monday that local prosecutors cannot enforce the state's abortion ban following Governor Gretchen Whitmer's request for a temporary restraining order. California and Illinois have declared the monkeypox outbreak a public health emergency following a similar declaration in New York last week. California Governor Gavin Newsom says the move will help vaccine rollout and education efforts. He and Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker acknowledged monkeypox is affecting the LGBTQ community disproportionately and both are determined to fight stigmatization. One of Atlanta's biggest outdoor music festivals, Music Midtown, has been canceled due to the state's open carry gun laws. That's according to Rolling Stone and Billboard. The September festival's been around for a decade, and 50,000 people were expected to catch headliners like Jack White, Future, and Fallout Boy in Piedmont Park downtown. But pro-gun advocates insisted Georgia's so-called carry anywhere laws prevented the organizer Live Nation from banning guns at the festival. Today and every day, we're updating the refresh from Insider as news happens, so check back whenever you want to know the latest.
1: Have you ever thrown something out by accident only to discover that you needed it, like really needed it? Well, Insider's Isabel Asher Hamilton has been following the case of a man in Wales who accidentally threw away a hard drive worth millions of dollars in 2013 and everything he's been doing to try to get it back since then. So, Isabel, first off, can you give us the background on the story? How did someone have a hard drive worth so much in the first place?
2: So, the guy is named James Howells, and he is from Wales, and he was one of the very first people to start mining Bitcoin. So, in about 2009, I think it was, he mined what is now worth a lot of money, but at the time only cost him a few pounds or a few dollars to mine He threw the hard drive out in 2013. He had two identical looking hard drives in a drawer and the wrong one ended up in the rubbish bag and his partner took it to the dump. So it's been gone almost 10 years now.
1: This is exactly why you don't throw away your hard drives, people. Don't throw away anything of value. So actually, how much Bitcoin was there on this hard drive?
2: 8,000 Bitcoin. And the value of that fluctuates. So when I published the article, that was worth around $181 million. But if he'd got his hands on it at the end of 2021, I think it would have been closer to half a billion.
1: Oh, my God. So, you know, I I think people may have heard the story before. It is obviously wild to lose that much virtual money and have no way to recover it. So what made you actually want to check back in on James now in 2022?
2: It was actually my editor's idea. She was just curious about how he was getting on. And by happy coincidence, he was closing in on finalising this business plan, which is a proposal that James wants to put to Newport City Council, who are in charge of the dump where his hard drive is currently buried. And it's a proposal that basically includes getting a bunch of funding, about 11 million in total. And the idea being that he would have funders who would kick in that money Regardless of whether the hard drive was found or whether, you know, if it is found, let's say they couldn't get the Bitcoin off it, these backers would still be willing to put in the money basically to fund the treasure hunt.
1: And so tell me about the actual treasure hunt. Why do you need that much money to go and look for a hard drive? And what's the actual plan here?
2: Yeah, so the broad strokes of it is that they would have to go into the landfill, which is all buried under the earth, and they would have to excavate it. So they would have to dig up the specific parts of the landfill that they know electronic waste is buried in. And they would have to be very careful because it's a landfill that has hazardous materials and asbestos buried in it. So they'd need to make it like a full commercial operation, which is James's plan. And they would need to take everything that they dig up and sort through it. So that would be a combination of getting, you know, human workers to put it on a conveyor and just, you know, sift through it with gloves and stuff like that. And there's also an element of the plan that involves getting some robotics in there, which would be like kind of like a scanner at the airport, except that it has a sort of mechanical arm on the inside and, some AI vision, so it would basically scan and anything that looks like it might be James's hard drive, the arm will grab.
1: Do you have any sort of sense on what his odds are on actually executing this proposal? <laughs> you know, the plan itself is pretty wild and out there, but do you get a sense that any venture capitalist will bite on this plan?
2: So the big problem oh, no, this- isn't really the VC so much as the council, because the council has been telling him for almost 10 years that he is not allowed into the dump they say that they're worried about the ecological damage it's fairly binary in a sense because it all comes down for the moment at least to whether the council lets him in and this business plan is his sort of best shot at convincing them but we went to them for comment in the story and they gave a quote which was something along the lines of there's nothing he can show us so that makes it sound like his chances are pretty slim and i think that if this doesn't work the next step for him is going to be legal action, which will also be very difficult.
1: You know, when I read the story, I kind of like oscillate between emotions of, geez, man, just let it go. Like, just move on with your life. And then the other feeling of like, man, if I lost millions upon millions of dollars somewhere, I would also try to get it back in any way I could. So when you were talking to James, how does it seem like he feels about it after all this time?
2: So I think that he feels he's in the best position he's been since he's started trying to get it back, because he's got all these advisors who he's now sort of lined up. I do think that since the article went out and we got comment from the council saying there's nothing he can show us, that was probably a bit disheartening, but he's definitely still going to keep pushing. I don't think backing down is an option for him.
1: I believe that. Well, I know I'm personally rooting for James. I think he represents everyone who has ever made a huge, gigantic mistake and wishes they could take it back in order to reverse their fortunes. Isabel, thank you so much for talking with us.
2: No worries, thank you.
1: Isabel Asher Hamilton is a senior tech reporter for Insider. She focuses on big tech, privacy, and workers' rights.
0: Make sure to follow The Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and please leave a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. You can also just tell your smart speaker to play The Refresh from Insider podcast. I'm Carrie Donahue and I'm Rebecca Barra. Talk to you soon.